0: Howdy and welcome into today's show. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We're so glad that you are here. Please hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell thing. I'm supposed to say that. I'm not really sure what it still means. But uh, please subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. I would totally appreciate it. Enjoy today's show. Father Anthony and I did our like New Year's Eve Eve celebration. Hope you enjoy it. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Serafa. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yay! <laughs> we did it, you guys. We made it to the end of 2020. How are you, buddy? I am doing all right. We
1: are re- we are recording later than usual, which is exciting. I just drank a double shot of espresso.
0: I'm feeling good. So, recording late for you means double shot of espresso. Yeah. Recording late for me means double shot of Jameson. <laughs> because I'm done with my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm do- like, it's later in the day. Uh, and you, you wanted to complain about it. You were like, hey, uh, are we really recording at seven o'clock tonight? I mean, this is your idea. We usually record during the work day because that's when we, you know, work. But mm-hmm. this is our like New Year's Eve party. Like, I know this is coming out on the 30th, but like, yeah. we're celebrating the New Year. Very late at night, so I think it's fitting, but yet you still wanted to complain about your idea, which is very fitting.
1: Incorrect. I did not want to complain. Uh, I had no interest in complaining. I was just very confused. But you did anyway. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because I um, forgot. Uh, Not forgot. I thought we were recording at the right time, but I put it in my calendar for the wrong time, so I was double-checking to make sure that things were correct. I am more than happy to record at this time. Anytime I can be with you,
0: Taylor, it's a good. It's, it's good a, to me. It's it's the good. It's a good. It's, it's a Recorder <laughs> spicy podcast. Ironically enough, a lot of today's podcast is going to be very like what what self referential. We're going to be mm. referencing the podcast and we're going to be referencing our friendship. So it's a great segue into something we'll talk about not right now. Okay. Because first we have to start with something. Because you are a man who is uh you have been on a plenitude of podcasts. Is that fair to say? Yes. So, uh, on your show, the old clerical pod, mm-hmm. uh, you uh, like here's here was my experience of what you did. Okay. I listened to uh, clerically speaking, and I heard you yell at the beginning, "Happy New Year!" at the beginning yes. of the show. And I listened to that episode, and I and I was like, "Okay, cool, that was fine." And then I started listening to the next week's episode, and in the exact same way, you yelled "Happy New Year" to the point. That one of I thought one of two things happened, uh, all of which was a mistake by a Sharapa. I thought one it was either you making a mistake but and like recording in batches and forgetting you made the same joke, or that it was Nicholas Sharapa making a mistake and uploading last week's podcast to this week. Uh, so no matter what I thought, I thought a Sharapa made a mistake, and ultimately I was the one who was wrong. Correct. It was all part of my evil plan.
1: It was a joke building on a joke meant to confuse people for a moment and it sounds like that's exactly what happened so i'm happy with it
0: so you said happy new year two weeks in a row this was a few weeks ago so what yes. were the two reasons you said happy new year two weeks in a row for some odd reason
1: yeah so i did i said happy new year because it was the beginning of advent so it's the beginning of a new liturgical year so i said happy new year and then a little while later pope francis announced that this is going to be the year of saint joseph every once in a while the church does like these themed years And uh, so he announced St. Joseph the day we recorded. So I was like, it's it's a new year. Happy New Year. We have overlapping New Years. And now I'm recording with you. Happy New Year. We have three (laughs) New Years layered on top of each other, like a delicious parfait. It's exciting.
0: So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I listened to it. I thought it was a funny joke. Also, I'm super distracted because your entire mouth is blue. You look like half of a Smurf. (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, you're as distracted as I am because a light coming off of your microphone makes half of your face blue, and you look like – you look, we're having our New Year's party. I just wasn't informed that our New Year's show was a costume party, and you came as half of a Smurf and half of a priest.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, so you've got this brilliant new camera, and you look really good. As soon as I saw you and me, and it's nighttime, so my lighting is not good, I immediately bought new lighting for my office because I was so embarrassed by, like, my blue face and, like, the dark lighting, and you look so spectacular. So, yes,
0: this is distracting me as well. Well, we fin- here's what happened. We finally got the setup. To make us look like we actually do in real life. In real life, I look way better than you do. And we finally got that realism here on the show. Good, I'm glad you think that. (laughs) So, the New Year's thing. You said Happy New Year for the liturgical year. You said Happy New Year for the year of St. Joseph. uh, Which, by the way... That is, it's the year of the dads. It's the year of, so like, are you included in that as the father with no kids? Or is it just for us? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. In fact, St. Joseph is, uh, so priests make an ordination card. So it's a picture of like a holy image and usually a prayer on the back reminding you to pray for the priests. And I picked St. Joseph. So St. Joseph has been my dude and my model for priesthood in many ways since I've been ordained. So it's definitely my year.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad. I, I I knew you were going to say yes because you're super selfish and couldn't let the lay dads have their own thing. No, they uh, get nothing. <laughs> so well, they we get, get more something. responsibilities we just, we just than me. That's share. what they get. <laughs> Uh, but here's the thing. And now we're celebrating New Year. So, like, we had to start the show with you saying Happy New Year again. And here's my theory is that everyone wants 2020 to be over so much. We had to have three New Years just to make sure 2020 is over. <laughs> it's, yes, it's, we're kind
1: of passively, aggressively uh, getting rid of 2020. Kind of like when it's time to go and you start holding your keys and kind of like waving them around nonchalantly. That's what we're doing with 2020. We're making sure it's like, it's, it's time to go.
0: Well, good. I, yeah, I I finally understand why every show uh, on the Zoom video you start dangling your keys about eight minutes in, and I I just have to watch you do it yeah. for the next fifty minutes just to make sure <laughs> we get to time the So <laughs> Okay, so uh, when it comes to New Year, it comes with a lot of looking back and a lot of looking forward. So it's like, you know, what are we going to do? Obviously, for the New Year's resolutions, what are you going to do? That's not what we're doing today. What we're doing today is looking back. And we always want to look back on on the past year. So I looked back on the past year, and I tried to find something positive, and I couldn't find anything. So I kept going further back. (laughs) So, but I really was. I, I, I really was in this mode of, like, I had the word earlier. I did so much planning for today's show because it was so much later in the day. I've paced around for hours planning to Show and I still don't know what I'm Trying to say okay retrospection That's the word I was looking for Retrospection I've been very retrospective and Looking back and and trying to Find things that have been good In my life and so I was Like you know what I, I liked Father Anthony and I think that he is good So I, I was retrospective I was like you I, I, The One of the good things about 2020 Is that you and I uh, Suffered together through 2020 mm-hmm. Like I think the two people that I like truly entered into the suffering of 2020 and like shared everything was my wife, you and my best friend, Jacob. And like that was like my I mean, you think I'm complaining here on the show? You should hear what I say to those three people. (laughs) But I was like, look, I, I really am thankful for this priest that I met on the internet, so I, yeah. I was I was I was being retrospective, and I was I was looking back, and I and what I did today, I never listened to my own show unless it's uh, show content for something else that's coming up. So I went back to June twentieth of twenty eighteen. Wow! And there was this priest that I had met on Twitter just days before we started talking about playing Fortnite, and and then and then he came on the show, and. Uh, the first person this priest named Father Anthony Sharapa, who at the time had a huge following on Twitter, uh, yeah. which is why I had him on the show. Like, like this show has always been a leech off of other people's popularity. Uh, so I was like, this guy has a lot of followers. Let's have him on. Uh, one of the first things you said, uh, we were doing this, like, the whole shtick for your, like, you weren't a co-host yet. You were just a guest and I was interviewing you. Uh, we were doing, like, this, not hot takes, but, like. Uh, strange takes that you had on scripture, one of which came from your very popular podcast at the time, okay. The Flu! Wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this was like, The Flu was like a hot thing. Uh, mm. Clerically speaking, was just a, a glimmer in your eye. <laughs> just,
1: just so people know, The Flu was a short-lived two-episode podcast where all I did was read my own tweets out loud and declare myself king of Twitter.
0: It was uh, mildly self-indulgent. <laughs> well, so is this show, which is what we're, I already told you. We're, we're being very self-reflective today. Um, but what, like, literally, one of the first things you ever said on this show? Are you ready for this?
1: I don't think I am. But
0: go I don't ahead think anyway. you are either, because I really want to see if you stand by these takes. Yeah. But you are currently proving that you don't stand by what the literally the first take you ever had on this show. Okay, June twentieth of 2018 on episode 88 you said because jesus had long hair and never wore it in a bun no christian should ever put his hair in a mad bun
1: <laughs> yeah it's true and my hair currently as we're recording is in a bun right now yeah um uh yeah you know what uh, that was something i very strongly stood by i had the idea of growing out my hair i thought to myself what's the point of growing out long hair but then i realized it's a big hassle And I and it also gets really hot because my hair is growing out while it's still warm. And I just once as soon as I put my hair up, I was like, oh, this is much better. And yes, I've received um, harassment from family, friends, all of which have reminded me of this take, because this is something I've been saying since seminary. Uh, So, yes, I do not. I no longer stand by it. Uh, I have given
0: into the man bun. So for the last uh, two and a half years, this was two and a half years ago, your first appearance on the show. In the last two and a half, you have changed this, this take, quite obviously. I knew the yeah. first one was going to be a hit. You, and like w- right when right when you popped into the Zoom video tonight and you had the man button on, I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Um, but you obviously changed this take. And what you just told me is that you changed your Christian take based out of laziness and convenience. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> 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 Do you think that you have changed more of your Christian life based off of convenience and laziness in the last two and a half years? (laughs) I mean, I mean, is this indicative of the rest of your life?
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, uh, convenience and laziness um, has not necessarily changed my takes, but the way I try to live out my Christian life. So this is like pure hypocrisy. Uh, in my normal life, it's more failing to live up to my standards, which are the standards of the gospel. So slightly different, but I mean not super different. So yes, there is an analogy there somewhere.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I was yeah. I was hoping you would go further into your personal life, and you didn't. And I think it's probably best for both of us. I think that <laughs> was <getting up>. good <laughs> enough. I mean, and I and I relate with you here. Laziness is my second strengths on the Strength Finder test. If you know this. <laughs> <laughs> um. um but you you started talking about like you perfectly segued into your next take. You you were talking about uh, it was this it was this tweet that you had about you know it's kind of poking fun at at Protestants that were poking fun at the Pope. Long story short, but essentially you you directly quoted on on the show that you said uh, if you can't make fun of your brothers then they're not your brothers. You were talking about mm-hmm. how Protestants are our brothers and sisters in faith and in like all of my friendships. Except for like one or two, because they have told me, "Dear God, Taylor, please stop." Uh, <laughs> like, I make fun of everyone. I literally make fun of everyone, and I, I, but not everyone. I make fun of everyone that I'm close to and care about. Yes, like brothers, yeah. right? Brothers and and, and sisters. Like, uh, and I have gotten myself in trouble a few times for making fun of people. But with the th- the thing with brothers is, you can make fun of them. And yet you're still brothers, and you'll come out just fine. If not stronger, yeah. and have a deeper relationship, right? Um, I mean, you and I's friendship has been based off of making fun of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have we have a few times where I have made fun of you, and you have uh, str- struck back like a cobra, ready to strike. <laughs> <laughs> and and we've only gotten closer because of it. Yeah. So here's here's kind of my my question. Yeah. I I. This is how I talked to all of my really good friends. Mm-hmm. And growing up, that's how all my friends and I all got closer. And we were still able to have serious conversations, but that's how we talked to each other. Yeah. Now, some of my relationships grow closer that way, and some of them have grown further apart. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. You know me very well. Mm-hmm. You know my humor. You know how I poke fun at people. You know that how people poke fun at me. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all of that information. That this I, I do the same action, and it has good out, outcomes, and it has bad outcomes. So what am I supposed to do with my cutting yeah. whip? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it depends on the person. Uh, so first of all, like there are people who... Uh, I'm very close to, we're, we'll tease each other, but I know where to tease and where not to tease, right? There's certain things, you know, because I've shared different vulnerabilities and, and personality types. Not everyone can can do that kind of humor with each other. For me, like for you, growing up, I wouldn't have like realized it at the time, but like if I can make fun of someone and their vulnerabilities, they can make fun of mine. It's, it's kind of a weird form of intimacy in a sort of way and it just clicks for me. But I did. I have learned over the course of time that uh, you have to make sure to say, like, real genuine things every once in a while, Um, especially as you're in the beginning stages of the relationship, but but all throughout, Uh, because that kind of teasing, it can become too much, uh, and especially if it hits you on a bad day or something. So I think it's important to make sure you have, like, real genuine conversations and genuine compliments. The other day, I was in my sacristy and and two music ministers came up to me and uh, he said something about that that they're going to be singing for all my Christmas masses. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. I, you know, and I'm just kind of teasing them. And the one's like, actually, I won't be. At one of your masses, I'm like oh, Merry Christmas to me, and we all laughed and everything I'm like no big <laughs> deal. But after mass, I made sure to come up to them like you. you I mean, you have a beautiful voice. Whenever I see you two as a duo for mass, I'm relieved because I know you're gonna do a great job and just thank you very much. Uh, so like every once in a while, I have to make sure like you are, n- you know, not teasing them. So it's it's that you have to know the person you're talking to because not everyone, it's not everyone's love language to <laughs> teasing is not everyone's love language. And then even if it is, I think it's important to say real genuine things without uh, coding it in humor or something else. I think that's how you balance that. And sometimes well, you mess I, up and I then I you like apologize. You yeah. <laughs> I
0: like you a lot. Yeah. I like you Did a lot. Did you know detail. this? No, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's really good. I, I, and here's the thing. I was going to talk for another 20 minutes and then compliment you, but if I didn't compliment you there, everyone would be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I will say I will say this, you know, we, we, we talk at least at least like once a week and you've become one of my very close friends over the year. Um, there's not every not everyone do I call up and talk to my problems with, and you're one of those people. You're in that circle. And I'm very grateful for that. So that's been a
0: great yeah. thing this year people who have been listening this year know that I was the first person you or it's because I called you but you answered you had literally just crashed into a ditch and we had a phone conversation (laughs) I was like why are you talking to me and you're like I don't know I just needed somebody to talk to (laughs) I'm in in shock I cracked into (laughs) a ditch and uh just like I mentioned on the show two weeks ago that I settled for you in my whole Xbox debacle you settled for me in the ditch and that's our friendship we just keep settling for each other because we can't find anything better And one day we'll realize we can't find anything better (laughs) Yes, very true Uh, Here's one thing that I noticed um, About me on that day And how things have changed Uh, (laughs) So, leading I don't know if it was because I was nervous I don't think I was nervous But I just kind of get I I think I used to get in my head a little bit more on the show I literally didn't even recognize that I said this But at the end of the interview segment which, Which historically has always been the second segment I was like all right, Father Anthony. Thanks for being here. Don't go anywhere, anybody. Our final show. What did I say? Wait. What did I say? We'll be. Bu- we'll be back for the final episode of the day in just a minute. Like the final episode of the day. Like yes, this is the only episode <laughs> of the day. I met segment and I didn't say that. Yeah. And I didn't fix it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know what that says about me two and a half years ago. But uh, so that was in June. In November, on November fourteenth. We have another momentous day. Okay. This was uh, we took the next step in our budding relationship. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, you became a co-host of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you started co- uh, co-hosting. We started that uh, that episode off by uh, by saying that my Former co-host, my only co-host from the beginning, and it, like if you haven't listened for forever, four years ago the sh- show started with just me, and it was really boring because it was just me. Uh, and then slowly and surely, my producer became kind of my first quasi co-host, and then she left unexpectedly. So I came on the show on November fourteenth, two thousand eight, and I said that producer Sam had had moved on, uh, that she had <laughs> that, like like she had died, but she did not die. And, and then I she's introduced you. She's gone to you. a better place. She's gone to a better place. That's exactly what I said. I didn't take good notes. I said, she's in a better place uh, away from me. <laughs> so uh, you came in and I introduced you as replacing the passed away producer Sam. And I introduced you also as my second favorite priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, it, like, if you remember mm-hmm. two years ago, two years in okay. a month, what? Like, what is different between right now and the conversation we're having and the first time you were my co host after we had known each other for like five months?
1: Oh, I'm much more comfortable. Like, uh, I, I think we had a conversation about this. I was very intimidated being on your show. Uh, even though I had my own podcast, that we were still just starting off. And both me and my co host, we have no idea what we're, what we're doing. So it was kind of like low pressure. And uh, we didn't have any stakes. So like, for you, like, you were on the radio, you have show prep, you have things planned. You had, like, you know, segments and timing and things. I was like, man, I don't want to mess up his podcast. So, at first, I was very nervous. And it was a different role because, um, you know, you are more um, – we were co-hosts, but you run the show. So, I was adjusting to all that. And then, finally, over the course of time, I was like, well, this is my friend Taylor. We're just going to talk. And so, I think that's been the biggest change. I'm just much more comfortable
0: doing the show with you. So – when you came in with the idea that you didn't want to mess up the show, mm-hmm. when did that stop? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I never want to mess up the show, but sometimes what is a good idea to me is not the same as a good idea to Taylor. For example, the excellent way I introduced your show a couple of weeks ago, which I th- still think was great and hilarious, but, uh, oh, you know, agree with disagree. Was-
0: it was tremendous content in the in the fact that it was terrible. Like it was it was real bad. Was See, real bad. I unironically
1: believe it was great. So that's that's where we differ creatively.
0: It's it's not creative differences. <laughs> One of us is absolutely correct. you know, opinions, you know, <laughs> subjectivity. Who who can really say? People who ha- like have creative differences are like directors of movie studios and like the best directors in the world, they part for creative differences. For people who have been doing radio for ten years and someone who just started, it's not creative differences. Yeah, but you got a little, a little bar for Catholic media, don't you? I feel like I can. I think I can. I think I can cross the bar. I don't know. Everybody's making fun of me for doing Catholic media here recently. Yes, and I. It makes me mad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> simply because I know that I'm tremendous. At this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the other thing that has changed for me mm-hmm. is very quickly like it was like you know we were just like in the talking stage and mm-hmm. then we started dating when you became a co-host mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like when you're dating, sometimes the girl you're dating could be your second favorite girl. And then you date her for a little longer. Then she becomes your first favorite girl. Mm-hmm. So ju- that's just what happened with you. Okay. Is you were my second favorite priest. And very quickly, you became my favorite priest. Yes. And, I mean, let's be honest. That bar isn't too high. No. But you passed it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Going from, like, a priest you tolerate to the priest you kind of like, I mean, that's, a you know, an attainable jump for me. Well, you did it! <laughs> Yay!
0: Tenable <laughs> jump for a white male. Mm-hmm. So, another thing that we did on that first show when you when you first co-hosted was I was telling a story about a group of kids that I had gone on a retreat with. And I told them to make a five by five square out of pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. And I'd said that I handed them a ream of paper and you had no idea what a ream was. And that made me laugh today because I forgot that happened. (laughs) And I was like, how does a grown man in the, in the 10 years after the office launched, not know what a ream of paper is. (laughs) You thought it was like a roll of paper. And I guess I get this coming from a priest. Like, if you like, everybody knows that in, like the religious education CCE building, there are like eighteen thousand pound rolls of paper for the children to use to draw pictures of Jesus to get into heaven or whatever yeah. they're doing in CCE, and. Uh that's what you thought a ream was. I still just... think
1: I still think that's what a ream is. I'm not gonna lie. As soon as you said a ream of paper, I'm like, rolls of paper?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you still haven't learned. That, that's another th- common sense so that paper. you are often wrong and I am often right and you never learn when I correct you. <laughs> I refuse
1: to learn. Uh so like a ream of paper is a box of paper? Is that what you're saying?
0: It's it's just it's just like the, the paper you buy for like printers. Like a stack of paper. A stack of paper that is wrapped in another piece of paper. <laughs> That's that's just a box of paper or a stack it's, of paper. It's it's called sushi because it's raw and wrapped in itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another th- and like minutes later, in the following segment, we used to do a segment called Mass Text. Do you remember this segment? You know, you have to remind me. And it was just like literally just looking at the readings from a day around the day we were recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. was like super lazy, <laughs> and I was like, "What is going on? I need more content. Let's do the Sunday mass readings because that had never been done before." Right. Yeah. So, it's very original. Um, but what happened that was very original was uh, the reading that we were doing like the from the previous Sunday. Was uh, the scribes and the Pharisees coming to talk to Jesus and ask him some question. I didn't actually listen to the content because I I fixated on what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Because you started s- explaining this parable or this story okay. from, the, from the gospel that you had preached on just days earlier. Mm-hmm. And you said the scribes and the heresies oh. <laughs> did such and such. And... This was again, this was early on in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So I like for radio clarity and to slightly poke fun at you, I was like, you said heresies. Like I think you had a Freudian slip because you probably think that the Pharisees are heretics. Um and and you doubled down and said, no. I said Pharisees. Yeah. And I looked at the other person in the studio. This is when I was back recording at Red Sea Radio Studio. I wasn't in the water closet like I am now. We weren't on video. I looked at the other guy while you're still talking, and we're both looking at each other like, he said heresies, <laughs> And I, I again interrupted you and told <laughs> you, you said heresies, and I think that's hilarious, and I want to address that. Yeah. And you said, no, listen back. I said Pharisees. <laughs> and I listened again today, you don't want to know what you said? Heresies, 100%. You said the scribes and the heresies. Well, if,
1: if your follow-up question is, uh, am I less prideful? The answer is no. That's, that has not changed.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm thinking, like, you know, we talked about the brothers and making fun of each other, and like that's for me, that's kind of testing the waters. I tested the waters. I made fun of you. Mm-hmm. You you doubled down and said you were right, which I thought would just be fun radio. <laughs> and then and then we constantly we just grew and started making fun of each other uh, again. So the last thing that we did on that last show, okay, um, was I asked you to explain things simply, like I, okay. we were talking about evangelization yeah, yeah, and how you remember, so yeah, often. Yeah. You know, Catholics are like, and then the transubstantiation happened uh, uh, because at the transfiguration, Jesus became a, an angel of the Lord. It was very bright. It's like, what are you talking about? You yeah. know, like, that's not evangelization. That's like deep catechesis. That was a heresy because I just mashed a bunch of stories yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that's very Pharisee of you.
0: But I had to, I asked you to explain Pittsburgh in a sentence. Okay. I asked you to explain hockey, Catholicism, a sacrament. You struggled with sacrament. You were only, it was a, your first year as a priest. You couldn't define it. That was a whole <laughs> thing two and a half years ago. It was really fun going back and listening to this. Um, but I, I want you to describe two things simply, just like we did on the first show of you being a co host. Okay. okay. One, this show. Like, it, 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 you, uh, this show in general. How do you simply explain this show to someone who had never heard of it? Okay, Forte. Oh, you know what? Because it's kind of changed a little bit now.
1: Um, I would say it Forte Catholic is a show of friends talking about Catholicism in a fun and engaging manner.
0: Good. That's that's fine. I mean, it's not the greatest thing I've ever heard, but it's, no, it's, it's, it's a it's fair it's like, No, but I mean,
1: that's the heart of the show. It's like you're, you and your co-hosts, and it's not just Catholicism. It's like the world, but like the whole world is – I mean, that's what it's kind of become. It's like you've got these different personalities and you, and you're a very different personality. And talking about the world, our lives, and making it relatable and fun, I mean, that's what it is.
0: So how has that changed since two and a half years ago? Well, and- it would be like, like the same content
1: – but it was um, less personalities because it was just you and Sam when I started. And it was good. It was great because Sam is the perfect foil to you. Um, but like the show feels different with the rotating co-hosts and everything. So I, that's what I mean.
0: Yeah, I think y'all have brought about less Jesus. I think I used to talk about Jesus more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I was listening back and I was like, man, that was a really good, like, poignant point. Mm-hmm. And I think... At, when I first started the show, I was still like, all, like the primary thing I had done was youth ministry, and I was such in like youth minister mode that yeah. like every and like the show, like I still have all of those things like in my back pocket. But I think this is more of a like I'm coming at it as more of a like I used to be 75 percent youth minister, 25 percent podcaster, and now it's like 80 percent podcaster. Yeah. Uh, and 10% he... youth minister and 10% heathen. Yes. If you want to talk about Jesus, just have
1: Allison on. That's 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 your co-host for that subject.
0: Right. I, I also have one other thing to argue with your description. You okay. said friends talking about faith. And yeah. I think uh, there's only one caveat, and those are the weeks that Liv is on. <laughs> 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 talk about foil to Taylor. Friends and uh, enemies talk about <laughs> Yeah. So uh, one more one more uh, simple explanation our friendship after two and a half years?
1: That's a good question. Sorry, I don't want to do the radio science. I'm thinking. Um, I got a vamp as I think. Um, uh, um, I would say our friendship is... We are friends beyond <laughs> our... A friendship <laughs> that goes beyond our uh, public faces. Like... So you're Taylor Schroll, speaker, musician, podcast host. I am Father Anthony, uh, priest, podcast host, whatever. Um, but what I like about our friendship is that it's Taylor and Anthony who are friends. And there's something very important and refreshing about that. And that's what I enjoy. And Not everyone not everyone gets to call me Anthony, but you're one <laughs> of the people. That's a special circle. And that's you know one of the things I really value in our friendship. So it's like, um, yeah, just beyond the public face of what we do all the time.
0: We have a hidden life. <laughs> we have a hidden life where we're regular people <laughs>
1: who play video games.
0: What's funny is I can call you Anthony, but I still can't call you Padre. <laughs> yeah, limits. I like that. <laughs> oh, Like literally all of this to say, mm-hmm. all of this to say, uh, as I was looking back at 2020, you were a big part that got me through it. Mm. And then it was just fun to look back and see the beginnings of a, of, of our friendship. And I am thankful for you. And I I p- literally planned on being nice to you today. It wasn't just because you said that I needed to compliment you suddenly <laughs> 12 minutes ago. Well, thanks.
1: It was very nice. Um, I hope we drop all this for the next segment. But, yeah, it was good for one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to just be vicious for the next segment. Uh, so, so to close out this segment, that was the length of two segments. Um, we have to end how we ended that show. I asked you how it went, how that first show of you being a co-host went. And you said it was thoroughly okay. <laughs> so I hope that this segment was more than thoroughly okay. And just an update for our, for our, all of you listening on the podcast, especially Apple Podcasts. Big update to the show is you can now see our faces when you search Forte Catholic in your Apple Podcasts, which makes us the most special of podcasts because like big podcasts like Conan O'Brien have that. And also Forte Catholic. So subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, And don't worry. We'll be right back for our second and possibly final segment. We'll figure it out. Don't go anywhere. Hey there. Didn't get what you want for Christmas? Well, we all know that all you all wanted under the tree was Forte Catholic merchandise. We've got t-shirts. We've got hats over at ForteCatholic.com slash store. Go get them now. You can wear my face on your belly. Or hat. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. Father Anthony, I think you're a terrible person and I want you to leave. Yeah! (laughs) So, uh, we were talking in the last segment, just looking back on our friendship, and uh, I was thinking a lot about how, like like you were saying with the show, like, the show is where our regular everyday life collides with our faith, because hopefully our yes. faith and our everyday life collide, and a lot of that for me can be funny. Like I find a lot of places where faith and and regular life uh, lie to just like come together, and sometimes they clash, and the clash is where it's funny. So. Yes. Context: You and I were living our our very private lives that no one else sees playing video games. <laughs> got, people could take clips of that and get, get me into trouble, <laughs> right? I, that's why I'm saying it the way I'm saying. It. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. So, uh, <laughs> I, you and I were playing video games, and mm-hmm. this is just how my brain works. You like you were talking to somebody else and I just start laughing on my own because we had yes. just been talking about this event that I did at, at a parish that I used to work at. It was a, a, essentially an XLT event I did a few weeks ago. I mentioned it on last week's show. Uh, so it's your typical, like, I, I got up, welcomed everybody there, gave a talk about hope, uh, played music while Jesus was there. You know, the whole <laughs> Eucharist we Eucharistic adoration thing. We did uh, a free offering collection because Catholic mission. And, <laughs> and then we left. And... One thing that happens a lot in, or that happens every time you do Eucharistic adoration is uh, my, like, if you and I did adoration together, essentially, we yeah. would talk before, and, like, I, I always do, like, the you know, the, if the priest has special requests or a special way that he likes to do things, like, I know how to do it properly, but there are always, like, priest uh, flavors that it, they want.
1: Just so you know, I'm such a good priest, whenever I do them, I ask the musicians, what's your plan? Just so you know. I care. Well, about you ask, people.
0: what's your plan? And then they answer, and you're
1: like, that's terrible! We're ripping it to shreds! <laughs> yeah, okay, that's the second part, but at least I
0: ask, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I, I go up, and and uh, essentially, what it always boils down to is the priests really, really, like most priests that I work with, they want to be helpful for the night, to help the night go smoothly, and and they, they brought me in knowing that I've done this 198,000 times, right? Like, I've done right. this over and over and over again. So, uh... Essentially, my signal would be to you. Essentially, I'd be like, "Hey, when I'm done with the talk, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to start picking on my guitar while I'm praying." That's your signal to like go get ready, and then when I start playing the first song, sometime during that first song, it doesn't matter when, you know, go go get Jesus out of his little house in the in, in the tabernacle. And place them Mm -hmm. in the monstrance on the altar. And then you can do the kneeling. If you want to do incense, do your incense. Whatever you want to do at that point. And then typically the priest goes and sits down because we're going to have a time of prayer. And I'll play music and then it'll be silence. And I'll play music and it'll be silence. So the priest needs a signal to know when that portion is over and the priest needs to do priest things again. And that is which song? Uh, that's Tantum Ergo. Correct. So when I start playing the very recognizable Tantum Ergo, that's when the priest comes up. It's this ancient, beautiful hymn that was uh, written by uh, the person who uh, is very involved with your show, Thomas Aquinas. Yes. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Big
1: fan of our show, actually. Th- yeah. This is our
0: second segment, uh, also known as the Summa Theologica. Yes, um, thank you. So I start playing that. And so it was just in my head, and you and I were talking about that event. And then my and, and then you start talking to somebody at the house where, wherever you were and then yeah. I and then my daughter walks in and she's singing children's songs. So all of a sudden yeah. the tantum is in my head and children's songs are in my head. And immediately I start busting out laughing because I sang something to myself and realized how perfectly it worked and I would like to reveal it to the world now and <laughs> how we're going to do that is we're going to sing a duet. okay are you ready for this? I think so.
1: Next time, won't you sing with me?
0: Amen. (laughs) 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 That's how my brain works. Uh. My daughter walked in singing children's songs, so that got mashed up with this Tansu Marigo that we had just been talking about, and that's what came out of my brain, and I thought it was funny. Is it funny, or am I going to get in trouble for this? Uh, is it funny? So when
1: you said that, my first thought was, no, it, no, no, it doesn't. Then I'm playing video games. I'm like, A, B, C,
0: D, H. <laughs> oh, it does! <laughs> it does! It's so perfect. So, like, it's too yeah. perfect for me to not share. Yeah. So there are often times where comedy and our faith come together. And I hope mm-hmm. a lot of those times are here on this show. But sometimes yes. when comedy and faith t- come together... It's uh, it, it can go into this realm called sacrilegious. And sacrilegious is not a term I have... I don't really understand it. Because mm-hmm. every time I hear something like the Tantumagro and the ABCs, and when it fits perfectly together, we did not have to force that to make it work. It literally no, worked God the did that. first... <laughs> God did that. <laughs> it was literally the first time I ever thought about it. We sang it one time, and it was perfect. Uh, so the whole sacrilegious thing, like making fun of things about faith. And also like we talked about the brothers thing earlier, like you can make fun of someone or something that you love and still love it. So how can I do that without being sacrilegious?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, sacrilegious is in some way desecrating or not respecting the sacrament. So you and I talking on your show about this fun thing, that's fine. Now, next time, if you're in adoration and you're leading an XLT and you start singing the ABCs <laughs> to Jesus, then you're in trouble, right? Because that's, that's supposed to be one of those intimate, genuine moments. Right. That's not a time where you joke, okay? Now, if you're praying quietly to yourself and you make a little private joke with you and Jesus about the ABCs, that's fine. But if you were to actually like do it publicly as like part of the you know little liturgy there, that's where you cross the line. So a time and place for everything.
0: So you want to hear a little secret about yeah. uh, Catholic musicians? Yeah. In our heads, we have ruined every song mm-hmm. or every song has been ruined for us. Right. So our job, literally my job on Sunday mornings, yeah, sure, it's to help people enter deeply into prayer or have an experience with Jesus or uplift the liturgy or assist the liturgy. Like, yeah, sure, that can all be my job. My primary job is just to keep it together. <laughs>
1: yeah. You you'd be surprised how often that is the priest's primary job as well. So I, I can empathize with that very strongly.
0: So speaking of comedy and faith, and here we are mm-hmm. on our on our New Year's Eve Eve show, and uh, there were a couple of things that I saw recently that, ha- and you know, we're still in the Christmas season that I wanted to share. And these are these are memes. So people who are always online saw these a week ago, but for the rest yeah. of you who who aren't. Um, I saw that there. There were some old jokes that I've seen that are like classics that I think are hilarious. But there was a couple of new ones. This was the new one, and it's a it's a beautiful old painting of like the wise men, you know, at epiphany, like when the wise men show up. Uh, you know, newsflash: they weren't there December twenty fifth. Uh, but uh, there's yeah. Mary and Joseph. This beautiful painting, and one of the one of the wise men who's very bald in this picture, which I like. He says, mm-hmm. just to be perfectly clear, these gifts are for your birthday and Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that so, one. I
0: just want to give a shout out to all those who have birthdays around Christmas time because Jesus is way more important than you, and I'm sorry yeah. that you have to deal with that fact. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry you get overshadowed by Jesus. Yeah,
0: that's always rough. The next one, sticking with the wise men theme, you mm-hmm. might have seen this one. It got pretty popular on social media about a week ago. Um, but it was the wise men if they were actually helpful, um, and it, it, so the three gifts that they brought were diapers, formula, and and casseroles. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. And here's the thing: we were. T- I think I was griping to you or somebody uh, playing video games the other day. Is like, I'm not. We're not going to get into the whole like gold frankincense and myrrh thing because we've talked about that every other Christmas. Go back 52 episodes ago and listen to that. Okay. But. Um, like, you know, gold because he's a king and you get money or whatever. Uh, Frankincense because it smells good. And the myrrh because, like, that's what they, like, buried people with, right? And it was symbolizing his birth. Which, first of all, like we've talked before, that's super depressing. Like, why are you giving a baby something? Here, Here, this will come in handy when he gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it's just not practical. Do you really think Mary kept that around for 33 years sentimentally? And whenever her child died and she was in, like, all this remorse of like nine swords piercing her heart. Do you think she was like, oh, let's go get that myrrh that nice man gave us 33 years ago?
1: (laughs) I can't, the way you frame that makes it very difficult to argue with. But uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's unarguable. All of my points are ineffable. (laughs) Yes, I guess, whatever, fine. (laughs) <laughs> uh, then the last one, the the animals at the stables. Yes. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I will bear him gifts. I will carry him. This is like you know the sheep says, I will quench his thirst, thirst, and the the dove, I will bless his baptism. Uh, the sheep, I will harm him. I don't understand that one. Uh, something else, I will feed him, and then the last one, the pig, I will let him fill me with demons. Then I'll jump off a cliff and wait. What? And I've <laughs> never identified more with a character in a picture than this pig <laughs> because that is my relationship with Jesus.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. You know, in seminary, we have a joke. So, you, at being a mess, there's a penitential right. Oh,
0: it's a seminary joke? We have to move on. This is the end of the segment. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Say your joke. Say yeah,
1: your yeah. Joke. So, like, you've got um, uh, Lord Jesus, you, you came to call uh, the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. I'm messing it up. But we would do our own versions. So, Lord Jesus, you cursed the fig tree and it died. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you put the pig farmer out of business. Christ have mercy. (laughs) Like all these like things that out of context. Like why are you doing that? Lord Jesus, you called your best friend. Yeah. Lord Jesus, you called your best friend Satan. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy.
0: But he had to say it like Southern, like, Lord have mercy. He's yeah, exactly. done that. <laughs> so, okay, so you got to close this out because I can't. Okay. So, you, you reiterate your point. There, yes, comedy and faith can mix together. We've had comedians on the mm-hmm. show. Actually, one of your first shows yeah. right after Christmas, we had a comedian on. I, I love comedy and I love our faith, and the two can combine. Ultimately, we have to keep ourselves out of trouble when doing so by...
1: Yeah, by there's a time and place for everything. So there's those moments to be genuine and there's uh, moments uh, to joke. And the joke should be celebrating our faith, not denigrating it. So like when we realize that this is kind of fun and crazy and good, then it's a good joke. Uh, But, you know, you probably don't want to do that in the liturgy. You want to do that when you're hanging out with your friends or on a podcast.
0: On a podcast, 100%. Like, whenever they say, don't make fun of men of the cloth, and I'm like, Father Anthony has a man bun and looks like a fake priest. We'll be right back. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Not only are there full-length shows of this show that you are currently listening to on YouTube, but there's also other stuff, too, like me giving talks, the whole thing I used to do about traveling around the country, talking about the Jesus. You can now see that on your little phone or your TV or literally anything with internet. Heck, some of you might have gotten a new fridge where you can watch YouTube on your fridge. Watch me talk about Jesus on your fridge. YouTube.com slash Catholic. Subscribe today! Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is still Father Anthony Sharapa. And uh, so... Look Again, looking back, the first Christmas show we ever did, you and I did it the, the episode where we recorded before Christmas, but it released after Christmas. What did I do to you on that episode?
1: Uh, you were acting like this was a live Christmas show, and so you asked me what I preached about, which, of course, I had not...
0: At Christmas Mass. Yes, yes. at
1: Christmas Mass. And I, of course, you know, this is like a week before Christmas, I had not written my Christmas homily. So I began to talk about the homily I did not do and you let me go for a little while before you're like you're a liar and a
0: bad priest (laughs) and I was flabbergasted (laughs) I was duped I didn't know what to do you were trying to do good radio and instead I was duping you and it's it's honestly one of my favorite things that I've ever done in this show and about a, a year that was like two years ago, about a year ago, maybe nine months ago we started a, a segment on this show called freestyle preaching where we had to just come up with like homilies or talks uh, you know uh, uh, on the spot and we had to give each other a few words. and it was like what, what do they call it the proto-evangelium like the evangelization before evangelization like sure. you, your homily that you made up, before Christmas, that aired after Christmas when I tricked you, yeah. was actually the proto evangelium of, of this segment yeah. called Freestyle Preaching, yeah. where m- myself and my co hosts uh, test each other uh, and we give each other three words and we tried to weave them in to about a 60 second talk. A l- little message, you know, kind of daily mass sermon or like a little brief, brief little talk that a youth minister would give, that sort of thing. So, I made you do that (laughs) live on the air as a joke (laughs) the first time. And we did this when all the co hosts got together. The fun show we did, episode 200, where all the co hosts got together for the first time. That was a blast. John Blevins absolutely blew you guys out of the water. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Uh, He he was very good at it. Uh, But we're going to test your skills again. Uh, John's not here to make you look dumb. It's just me. Just you. you I think that'll (laughs) be enough, but here we go. (laughs) It usually is. Uh, But uh, I'm going to give you the option. Would you like to go first uh, preaching, or would you like me to go first preaching? Uh, I want to go first to get it over with. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give you three words, and here's what I expect. Yeah. We're, We're pulling back the curtain again. Last time, I made you preach your Christmas homily early. Yeah. This time, I'm giving you content for your Christmas homily early. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have to weave these three words into this episode, you have to weave these three words into your homily on Christmas morning and send me proof that you did so. Um, It doesn't have to be the same words you say right now, but you do have to meditate on these three words and include them in your homily.
1: I can only promise to try. No, you have to promise right now that you will do it. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> sure it is.
0: You're not getting paid this month. Uh, so, God, dang. <laughs> um, uh, peppermint. Stable. Donkey. Be careful with that last one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Peppermint. Stable.
0: Donkey. All right. All right. It might sound like his internet cut out, just his brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready.
1: Go. So there are a lot of different uh, flavors we think about on Christmas. Some people are still carrying over pumpkin spice. Some people really like ginger for gingerbread. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I'm working on this. <laughs> but I think one of the most underrated flavors is Mint. Because it's kind of a shocking flavor. It's a flavor that wakes you up, that is unexpected. And what happens at Christ's birth is unexpected. Christ's life is something that should shock us, because while every other person has been was born to live, Jesus Christ was born to die for us, and he's the king, a king who does not go into Jerusalem uh, on a horse from a stable, but rides in on a donkey. He is the humble king who was born to die for us. Everything about Christ's life must both shock us but also bring us joy because he has done all this out of his great love for us.
0: Time! You didn't use stable. What was I did, I did. I said
1: he didn't ride on a horse coming out of a stable. I think I said that. Oh, he did?
0: I don't think he did. Uh, Maybe he did. Like, here's the... uh, here's what I got fixated on. Yeah. Here's why. Maybe you said it and I didn't hear I
1: started, it. I started. I hate the way I started that. That's like the uh, worst way to start a homily. and drove me crazy, but I didn't know what to do in a minute. I never start with like really kitschy stuff like that.
0: I didn't hate how you started. Yeah. I hated the whole middle and end. Okay. And this was why. You were making really good points, yeah. but all I could think about was the like literally I just pictured the little kids coming to Mass on Christmas morning. And you said that little baby Jesus was going to die at least three times. Yeah. And all I could think about is how we all felt when we realized at the end of season two of Mandalorian, spoiler warning if you haven't seen it, when we all realized that Kylo Ren killed Grogu. Yeah. Uh, so, like, <laughs> hey, this little baby that you love, he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I could think about was uh, just you kept bringing up Jesus' death too many times mm-hmm. on Christmas morning. That's when We were fair. celebrating this little baby.
1: Yeah. That's part of speaking right. off the cuff. But I will say I will be tying in uh Jesus birth and his cross in my homily. I'll probably do it in a more subtle way <laughs> for yeah, the kids. Just
0: don't don't yeah, don't say death. I, three I won't times. say Jesus
1: <laughs> dies 3 times when I all the little kids. I'll say that for the midnight mass when there's no kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, we've got just a few minutes left. Okay. Please give me my my three words, please. Okay. Um uh Mary,
1: uh Christmas tree and presents. <laughs> that should be easy enough.
0: I've got a great one. Okay, uh, cool. I've got a great one for the last one. I don't know how the first two are going to go, but I've got a great one for the last one. Um, merry Christmas. That's not the merry you meant, but Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> merry Christmas. Um, and I know that a lot of a lot of you are, are, are very focused about the presents on the tree today. Like, aren't you kids? Aren't you glad I'm not saying death three times? Kids, aren't you really excited about the presents under the tree? And, like, yeah, the presents are really exciting, and we, we all get great things. Like, you know, I just got the new Xbox, so take that, small children that wanted one. Uh really this season isn't about the presence we get. It's about the presence of Christ in our hearts because he came to be with us, to be in our hearts, and we are still waiting for him to come again. But boy, are we glad that we can celebrate him today. So I just wish all of you a very Merry Christmas from my parish to yours. God bless you all.
1: Whoa, forty two seconds. And it made much more coherent sense than mine. Though I will I say- used
0: I used both versions of Mary yep. and both versions of presence Yeah, I know. That was good. The present <laughs> presence one. I was like, oh look at this guy. <laughs> um, you can use that as one of your words in your yeah, hobby yeah. if you like.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a little cliche, but we'll we'll see if I'll use it.
0: Well, uh, I stole it from a bishop, so you're making fun of a bishop now. Uh, I I have no problem saying any
1: clergy member can be cliche in their homilies. (laughs) 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 This shocks (laughs) nobody who has ever
0: listened to more than one homily. Exactly. Well, from all of us here at Forth the Catholic, from myself, from Father Anthony, from the rest of the team, uh, we do wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. Yes, you're listening to this a few days after, but it's still the Christmas season. We're still celebrating. Uh, please stay safe uh, over over New Year's Eve. Uh, don't drink too much. And maybe I'm talking to the, the listeners. Maybe I'm talking to other people. But, uh, you know, whatever. So... Uh, I, Like, thank you guys so much for listening this year. It's been a crazy year. We've hopefully had some good times on this show. I've complained a lot. I've yelled a lot. But I'm really thankful for all of you that listen. And ultimately, I'm thankful for this uh, man-bun priest sitting across from me. Father Anthony, I think you're more than just okay. Thank you. I
1: think you are more than just okay as well, Taylor. Love you. Merry Christmas. Love you, too.
0: I'll be back next week. Say it. Hey, thanks so much for watching today. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Here's what you need to do. You need to imagine that you have a friend, and that friend is Catholic or Christian, or they like joy. Do you have any friends like that? Well, there's a share button right here on your little podcast, your little YouTube app, whatever you're watching on. Hit the share button. Text it to them. Share it with them on social media. Whatever. Share the joy of this show. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Santa Claus.